Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ako si Carl Javier, Puma Podcast. Here are the headlines for the week. You might have seen this on your feed. After a coastal cleanup last month, Ocean Care Movement Baler named the companies that produced the bulk of the plastic waste that they found. The nonprofit, which is raising environmental awareness, saw half of the waste coming from Coca-Cola. The rest of the list includes... Procter & Gamble, Universal Robina, Nestle, Mond Nissin, JBC Food Corporation, Jack & Jill, Nature Spring Water, Liwayway Marketing, and Rubisco. Many of these culprits are also at fault for the plastic pollution in other parts of the world. That's according to Von Hernandez, global coordinator of the Break Free from Plastic movement. Their members have conducted similar brand audits around the world. Yung top corporate plastic polluters, ang Coke, halimbawa, ay napaka-prolific. Ano? Kasi lahat ng cleanups na ginawa uh, last year uh, worldwide, nakita yung Coke. Uh, tapos nandyan din yung Pepsi, uh, nandyan yung Nestle, Unilever, Procter and Gamble, and then you have Mars, Mondelez, McDonald's. Ito mga klase ng companies ang na-implicate dito sa mga brand audits. Hernandez was able to trace the increase of plastic pollution to the rise of sachets. They wanted to capture the classes C and D of the market. It was brilliant. Kasi not only were they able to tap into consumer classes, pero yung branding nila nandun mismo sa plastic. Reports say Filipinos use millions of pieces of sachets each day. And this has affected both human and marine life. Think flooding? Think whales with plastic in their bellies dying of starvation. But the solution isn't segregating trash. Palagi, pag pinag-uusapan ng problema ng plastic, binabalit yan ng mga companies sa individual or sa consumer. Sabi nila, problema yan ng consumer kasi hindi disiplinado, hindi marunong magtapon ng basura sa tamang lalagyan. Pero ang katotohanan niya, kahit ilagay mo sa tamang uh, basurahan niya, saan mauwi yan? Sa tambakan din naman eh. They were not designed to be recycled to begin with. In fact, yung tunay na sabihin natin cradle-to-cradle recycling is actually 2% only. Uh, and most plastic applications, in particular for packaging, are disposable. Uh, hindi ito yung may value na pwede mo siyang i-recyclo ng walang katapusan. For experts like Hernandez, the solution starts with production. Ang solution dito ay kailangan natin i-reduce at uh, we need to cut down on the production of plastic. We are producing too much plastic and the system is already super saturated with Plastic that's ending up in the environment. The government is taking a step forward in eradicating child labor in the Philippines. Last month, President Rodrigo Duterte created the National Council Against Child Labor. It's been tasked to create a national plan, form campaigns and studies, and maintain a national database. 
Basically, the council will enforce the law protecting children from abuse, as well as implement the Philippine Program Against Child Labor. Co-chairing the council are Labor Secretary Silvestre Bello III and Social Welfare Secretary Rolando Bautista. As of our 2011 data from the PSA, we have 2.1 million child laborers, and almost all of them are into hazardous work. That was Julius Kainglet, Vice President of the Federation of Free Workers. He was interviewed back in June over state-run PTV. Kaya nga natin sinabi siyang hazardous, delikado sa buhay, sa kaligtasan, uh, even sa safety and morals nung, nung bata. So construction, at yung uh, pwedeng pagbubuhat na mabigat, so pwede ang saminahan. Tsaka kung naalala natin dun, may, dati may mga batang kalabaw. Pwedeng uh, exposure, masyadong exposure sa araw, pwedeng sa trabaho masyadong madilim, o kung yung oras ng trabaho na ay masyado ng gabi. For Kainglet, a major issue that needs to be addressed is monitoring. Kasi yung labor inspection laws natin uh, will only cover enterprises. Uh, kapag kahalimbawa yung nature ng trabaho ng bata, una, pwedeng nasa loob ng bahay. Mm. Uh, pwedeng may mga operasyon din kasi na hindi talaga nasasaklaw o hindi nakikita o hindi, kumbaga, invisible mm. no, para sa Department of Labor Employment. Napakahirap talaga siyang mamonitor. So kailangan ng tulong talaga ng community if you want to help stop child labor. Violent protests erupted in Hong Kong on the 70th anniversary of the People's Republic of China. Clashes between pro-democracy protesters and police are nothing new. What's different and shocking this time was that police were firing live bullets as opposed to rubber ones. On Tuesday, police shot an 18-year-old protester in close range. Editorial board CityU, a news account being run by City University of Hong Kong students on Twitter, had coverage of that event. They captured the protester on his back on the pavement, calling for help. You can hear the protester yelling, my chest is shot, take me to the hospital. According to reports, he has been arrested and the government confirmed that he is in stable condition. This is the first known use of legal force by the police since the Hong Kong protest started in June. As Beijing celebrated the 70th year of the Chinese Communist Party's rule, Hong Kong protesters marched and closed metro stations. The police arrested close to 200 people. Around 100 other protesters and 25 officers had to be taken to the hospital. The Department of Health has recorded 1,006 new Filipinos living with HIV as of June. The rise in cases has been going on for some time. Last year, the Philippines became the country with the fastest-growing HIV epidemic in Asia-Pacific. The majority of cases occur among men having unprotected sex with other men. The rest involve the sharing of infected needles or the transmission of the virus from mother to child. Health experts encourage regular testing. Early detection can significantly increase the chances of survival for people living with HIV. Treatment is accessible. Here's Dr. Rosana Ditanko of the Research Institute of Tropical Medicine speaking before the World Health Organization. Well, they can access treatment in uh, both government and public hospital. If they are you know, interested in uh, accessing care, they can go to the DOH website and there's a complete list there of uh, treatment facilities where they can go to or they can contact RITM if they want information 
on where they can access treatment. Because in all, almost all regions now in the country, they can, there is a facility that, that they can go to to access treatment. The most advanced stage of HIV infection is Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome, or AIDS. According to the WHO, it can take 10 to 15 years for an HIV-infected person to develop AIDS, and antiretroviral drugs can slow the process even further. Last week, we spoke to Mark Dia, the Global Program Director of World Animal Protection, about the lack of preparation for African swine fever. And while we consumers have been concerned about whether ASF will make pork unsafe to eat, here's something you may not know. The truth is, the way we've been raising our livestock is already having an impact on our health. Factory farming involves raising livestock in closed, often indoor barns for commercial purposes. Here, farmers administer low doses of antibiotics to animals to promote growth and ward off disease. So since it's such a low dose, the bacteria that will be around, let's say, a piggery or a chicken farm, will now build a resistance. So mamamatay iba, pero yung mga matitira will now be resistant to that particular antibiotic. You do this often enough, then you create uh, super bacteria that are able to resist that type of antibiotic. Do it with another antibiotic, then you have the same. This phenomenon is called antimicrobial resistance. Bacteria, like Salmonella and E. coli, develop resistance against common antibiotic drugs. As a result, these bacteria become more difficult to kill and can create lasting damage on animals, humans, and the ecosystem. Last month, a study from the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology revealed that farm animals in India and northeast China are becoming more resistant to antibiotic drugs. The potential impact is amplified because of the sheer amount of their meat exports. For Dia, it's not about who's to blame. Industries of avoiding the issues have been The point is, it doesn't matter. It's already close to us. We did some testing in various supermarkets in different parts of the world. We have found multi-resistant bacteria in the supermarket. Ibig sabihin, people are buying these products frozen from the grocery and they're taking it home. As Filipinos, we place a lot of value on going to school and getting a good education. I think if you think of education as a liberation of your mind, being able to open your mind to the different possibilities. You learn, you unlearn, so that you understand that everything you do now is a choice and that you can chart your own future. Mm -hmm. You have agency. Teaching that in our school system is critical for us to break the cyclical generational poverty that Mm -hmm. is so difficult uh, for us to get out of. In the next episode of Conversations with Randy David, Clarissa Delgado, co-founder of Teach for the Philippines, talks about public education and the barriers that our students and teachers face. 87% of all Filipinos who enter uh, the public school system Mm. uh, do not proceed to graduate um, uh, from high school. What is behind that? Health is a big issue. So when one or both parents get sick or a sibling gets sick, it really just derails the plans and the stability of the Mm -hmm. family. She also discusses what she values in running Teach for the Philippines. I think one of the important factors 
about Teach for the Philippines is our steadfast belief in coming from a place of empathy when dealing with the system that, in a way, all Filipinos have been underserved by our system for many, many years. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we heard would be that teachers were very much interested in professional development, but that they needed more frequent in-person time, but that this was expensive. Mm -hmm. And so we said, okay, we can fundraise to create a essentially two-year training and individual coaching program that will be fundamentally focused on improving the, the quality of your methodology and pedagogy in the classroom. Catch a new episode of Conversations with Randy David next week on Puma Podcast. Hashtag Pinoy Pride. The United Nations has selected Cherry Atilano, an agriculture entrepreneur, as one of 27 leaders to fight global malnutrition. Atilano is the president and founding partner of Agreo Agricultural Systems International, an agro-social enterprise that aims to help eradicate poverty for farming and fishing communities. According to UNICEF, as of 2017, 3.4 million Filipino children were stunted or short for their age, and more than 300,000 children under 5 were severely wasted or thin for their height. As part of the UN's Scaling Up Nutrition Movement, changemakers like Atilano will support and guide country-led efforts to end malnutrition. Here's Atilano at a forum in 2017. Let's make farming cool, you know, smart, sexy, and humane. You know, cool, it's because we need to make it hip for young people, that it's a lifestyle. We need to make it smart by connecting it to ICT, to climate change technologies. We need to make it sexy by making it fashionable. You know, I cannot be talking here about sexy if I'm so in dirt right now. You know, we need to make it humane by making it more impactful. We at Puma Podcast are launching a new show next week. Destroy Manila goes deep into the roots of Pinoy fighting. In its first episode... Hosts Carl De Mesa and J.C. Reyes talk about Arnis, arguably the most popular among Filipino martial arts. As much as we keep on saying na mabuhay ang Pilipinas at mahal ko ang Pilipinas, pero it still is iba yung ginagawa natin. Eh. Biggest thing pa rin natin sa sports sa Pilipinas is taekwondo, Korean art. Ibang level yung pag-angat ng Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And this particular thing, binibigyan sila talaga ng magagandang exposure. Magaganda kasi yung tournaments nila. Because of the tournaments, nagkakawa ng magandang exposure, mas nakikilala. Sad to say, yung Arnis doesn't have that. Kaya hindi natin mabigyan ng attention. Diba? That was renowned mixed martial arts coach, Gabay Forlales. It also doesn't help that most of the fighting traditions are passed down verbally, and there are no written records. Here's J. Ignacio, director of one of the definitive documentaries on Filipino martial arts, The Bladed Hand. There's no record, there's no proof there. I know of some people claiming that the arnis that I practice is, uh, is Lapu-Lapu, what Lapu-Lapu practice, and this was handed down to me too, or to my family. I know of some people like that. Um, but the thing is, how do you prove that, diba? So, it, if you're going to claim something, really, the burden is on you to prove that in the day and age of Google. So, how can we preserve and promote Arnis and Filipino martial arts? If you look at the way Filipino martial arts groups operate today, 
whether they're formal organizations or private instruction groups, they function the same way that Filipino LGUs function. Very tribal pa rin yung mindset. What we need in order to evolve is first the awareness of needing to evolve. And then it requires big picture thinking. Ngayon, ang problema natin sa ARNIS. Each ARNIS association will have their own tournament. And in each tournament, they will have their own bias scoring system. Until tanggalin natin yung politika ng bias, ng estilo ko ang mas mahusay sa'yo, until magkaroon tayo ng isang unified scoring system na meron ng jiu-jitsu, na meron ng taekwondo, na meron ng judo, na meron ng wrestling, Arnis will always be an art na nasa background. Catch the full episode next week on Puma Podcast. And that was this week's Puma Podcast Headlines. If you like what you hear, help us make more podcasts by running ads on our shows or making a pledge to support our storytelling. Email us at pumapodcast at gmail.com or tell a friend to start listening to us. And don't forget to subscribe to Puma Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting platform. Maraming salamat po! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.